Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homey. I'm your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to join us here today. We help you win at the game of business and marketing, and our listeners fall into one of several different categories or one of more several different categories. We have our entrepreneurs, small business owners, local business owners. We have marketing and business coaches. We have the folks who help others build their businesses. And then on the other side of that coin, we have the do-it-yourselfers who like to have their own hands on the levers as they market and grow their business. If any of these, if one or more or any of these apply to you, please take a moment, explore our episodes, and discover how we help you win at the game of business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, check us out on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us help more business creators just like you. Also, be sure to subscribe because fresh content is added weekly. We have nearly three years of content, over 120 episodes. You can get started and dive in right now. And speaking of diving in right now, there is a topic that I have been looking for high and low to bring on to the Business Creators Radio Show. And when we found today's guest, I was so excited that there's still an indentation in the ceiling from how high I jumped out of excitement. Many entrepreneurs, including myself, so this is going to be a very personal journey for me as well, go through a period where they may experience very early success in their business. In fact, they may become so successful so quickly they wonder how the heck this was so easy. What were they so worried about leaving their job and starting their business? Because it all just happened so quick. But then something happens. Their growth plateaus. They find themselves starting to hate their business. Uh, starts to feel like a job. They even start to have the Sunday night blahs again. It seems like they're putting in more and more effort, investing more and more money, and getting less and less results. Things are going on a downward spiral. They don't know if they're doing the work they're supposed to be doing. They don't know if they're serving the need that needs to be served. And they need to go through a process of reclaiming their success. So that's what we're going to be talking about today is reclaiming success as an entrepreneur. And to help us do that, we have Christy Primer to help us. And just to tell you a little bit about her, she's a registered member of the Ontario College of Social Workers and Social Service Workers and a registered mental health counselor with Health Canada. An Amazon best-selling author, Christy is motivating the masses to live larger than ever. I, I can sign up for that. She's an inspiring class act and chronic advocate for positive change. From a struggling divorced single mom learning the ropes of parenting a child with a rare physical disability to a six-figure vixen. Ooh, I like this. Christy's courage and persistence has inspired others to unleash their inner possibilities. Christy believes success is in all of our heads. She's the founder of Primetime Consulting Services, where Christy helps women and smart men sit in the driver's seat of their own lives. Through counseling, coaching, and taking the stage, speaking on a variety of topics, Christy is transforming lives. Described as a firecracker, mover and shaker, and revolutionary thought leader, Christy is unstoppable. So, unfortunately, we only have 60 minutes on the Business Creators Radio Show, so at some point I will have to stop her, but hopefully we can keep going for a long time. Christy, welcome aboard. Thanks, Adam. I'm glad to be here. 
I'm glad to have you here. So we have a lot to cover today, and I have a feeling this is going to be one of our more passionate interviews. So what I'd like to do first off is I read off your very impressive bio there, but if you could just tell me a little bit more about you know you personally and what led you to the intersection of your brilliance and passion that drives what you do today? Like, what was the catalytic event? What was the series of events? What happened that got you here? Well, that's actually a really loaded question. So, Reader's Digest version. All right. I have been in my uh, business for almost five years. And prior to that, I worked for a couple different government agencies, walked into work one day, lost my job, went through a funk, wrote a best-selling book about that funk, and started my business. So combining my counseling passion to help change lives and, and help work with you know, people struggling with mental health issues and with the knowledge and, and strength of building my own successful business, I incorporated these strategies to help others fulfill their purpose in life and to actually live a life they want to wake up to. Right. Yep. And for those who are, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I thought you were done. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and so from that point, I'm, I've gotten to where I am now, and I like to talk about this topic because I know all too well what it's like to hit those plateaus, and, and we don't have to stay stuck. Well, hallelujah to that, because I don't think any of us want to stay stuck. I mean, if you want to say stay stuck, I hope you're doing in the glue business, is how I look <laughs> at it, because there, staying stuck is a very good thing. Uh, now... Now, uh, one more thing we have to go through here, and all of our listeners know what's coming next. Everybody who tunes in every Tuesday, so we're going to do the old drum roll in the background here. Here in the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. A lot of our listeners tell me they have everything they need to implement, anything that anybody tells them to do, except for time and money. This is a question we ask everybody who appears on the Business Creators Radio Show. And what I like is not only the variety of different answers we get, but the variety of different ways the question is interpreted by our guests. So, Christy, how do time and money impact what you're going to share with us today? Well, time and money impact what I'm going to talk about in a couple different ways, primarily investing in yourself and investing in your success. Okay. So you've got to be able to put in the time and manage your time effectively and stop doing stuff you don't want to do. And invest in yourself, not only in self-development, but your professional development, growing your business. And what that means is not just money, a financial you know, measurement, but also consistently working on you. Because essentially we are our business, right? We have to show up 100%, be on top right. of our game. Right. So, yeah, time and, and, time and money and investing in ourselves is what reclaiming success is all about precisely precisely so uh before we get into the part where we talk about actually reclaiming the success what i want to do is i want to lay the foundation for what we're discussing and first of all let's get into the mindset so you've made a couple brief allusions to mindset uh tell us what does your mindset have to do with running a sustainable successful business like you know where do we come up with that <laughs> That's a great question. So I firmly believe that mindset has absolutely everything to do with how we run our business. Um, I believe that those of us that operate with a growth mindset and are constantly improving on ourselves and fueling our, our minds continue to move forward. And those of uh, the listeners or people that have a fixed mindset will stay where they are because they aren't capable of thinking outside the box or doing the things every day they need to do to grow 
as as a person, but also as a business owner. What do you think that the way a lot of us are raised as children coming up in the world has to do with that? I have a thought on this. I want to see what yours is. Well, my my blanket statement to that is it has everything to do with it. The old stories that we tell ourselves, how we're influenced at a very young age, we internalize all of that. So it has everything to do with our mindsets. But the good news is it's it's workable and it's changeable. Right. Because what I'm getting at here, based on what you just shared with us about how mindset can move us along or mindset can hold us back, is I'm just thinking about some of the things that we are, or that rather we have emphasized upon us as we grow up. And even uh, for those of us who are entrepreneurs who used to work in the corporate world, where all the focus seems to be. Uh, I mean, can you imagine Actually, I think you can imagine the impact on mindset when we have an educational program that spends all of its energy castigating you when you get a bad grade without celebrating uh, all those courses you ace without even having to study for the test. Or all this talk of quote-unquote accountability in the workplace, which is, I mean, some workplaces get it right, but the majority of them, accountability is just a new label off on the old-fashioned blame game. Yeah, I totally agree. Right. So when you see that, you can see how that can really impact your success mindset. Now, you mentioned to me something about a circle of influence in the green room. Uh, Can you tell me more about the circle of influence? First of all, define it and explain how that impacts our income. Yeah, absolutely. So our circle of influence are the key people that we're hanging out with. So whether that's our family, our intimate partner, children, Um, friends, business associates, even clients, customers. It's the people that we're primarily surrounded by that we actually, we tend to think like the people we hang out with. So the circle of influence all boils down to who are we surrounding ourselves with? How are they impacting not only our mindset, but our results? How are they impacting the way we do business and manage things as they come up? So circle of influence sometimes People really don't understand the importance of it, the significance of it, but we need to be really mindful of who we are hanging out with and who is influencing us, whether it's on the surface or not. Right. Can you give some examples of uh, how this has gotten in the way of people's success? Yeah. So here's an example. If, if we're hanging out with people that maybe don't even get entrepreneurship or small business uh, management, what it's like to actually be responsible for your own paycheck – or other people's, they don't understand either the different stress that stressors that we have, and that doesn't always mean negative, but right. they don't understand the different things that we have to think about in a day or tasks that maybe we have delegated that we need to follow up on or the mental, um, I don't want to say solitude, but you know, moments that we need to just think, catch our breath, and the way we need to function to be successful and to sustain success. Because there's a difference between reaching success and sustaining it, right? Right. So it definitely um, affects not only in the moment, but progressively along the way, who we're hanging out with, what we're thinking, and how they support us or influence us. If people don't even believe in us or our business, then that's a really uh, strong negative influence. And we need to be mindful of either not spending too much time with people like that or really filtering what we 
what we value or, or take from them, you know, in accordance to where we see ourselves in our business. Does that Great. make sense? That makes sense so far. Uh, tell, tell, tell me more because I have some thoughts on this as well. Okay. Well, and, and I want to focus just for a minute on the people that influence us to keep growing. And those are the people that, that get it. And my theory and how I live is I hang out with people that have reached my level of success or higher. And to some people that sounds harsh, but I'm constantly evolving, and I need to make sure that I'm not squashing my own dreams or my vision because people around me don't get it or necessarily understand. Because here's the thing. Our circle of influence does affect us, and sometimes people unintentionally, um, out of their own fears or their own their own issues, will try to limit where we are. Maybe they're afraid of what our success will do to our relationships with them or how it will impact them. And if we're not careful of this, we can start slowing down or, you know, taking a different direction in our business growth than what we originally envisioned or wanted to have. Right. Yeah. You know, I was told by one of my early mentors, uh, Stephen Rowell, the idea doctor, who's one of my first business mentors. When I first left the corporate world back in 2005, he was one of my earliest clients. And at the time he was also my business coach and a great, great individual, one of my personal role models. And he shared something with me that I didn't really believe at the time. He told me this the very first day that I was 100% an entrepreneur and no longer doing it on the side with my day job and everything else. He said, take a note of where you are today, who your friends are and where you hang out with. And Come back to this date, which was September 6, uh, 2005, is, was my first full day as an entrepreneur, and then you know, make an appointment with yourself and look at your life on September 6, 2006, and note that you will be hanging out in different places. 80% of your friends will be gone. You will have a bunch of new friends who you'd never met before or even dreamed that you would know. You would be, you're going to be amazed at some of the people who are, in fact, in your circle of influence, and... Some friends who you haven't really noticed in your circle right now are going to surprise you because their role in supporting you just hasn't arrived until now. Wow. I like that. How he true was, is that? He was uh, correct on every single point, and I see this with a lot of entrepreneurs. In fact, part of the entrepreneur's dilemma, and I've learned this from masterminds that I've participated in and some of the people that I've coached myself, especially when they're in that first year of entrepreneurship, what frequently happens is they end up losing their best friend. Or they, or, or you know how uh, a lot of us have that place where everybody knows your name, you know, like that place you hang out, like your third place. You have your home, your work, and then you have the bar you hang out at, the bowling alley you go to, or something like that. Uh, yeah. They find that in a lot of places, uh, within the first month or two, they find that suddenly they're no longer really welcome at that place where they hang out for years. I see this a lot. Yeah, and I can it, relate to that. Yeah, and it, ha and it happened to me too. And what happens, quite simply, is that when you move on and place yourself on an upward trajectory, those who are not ready to follow you, those who are not truly in a place to support you, those who are going to be envious and jealous of you are going to turn on you. Sometimes it's very blunt. Sometimes it's very subtle, but unfortunately it happens, and we do frequently lose our best friend. It's kind of funny how that works, but it's, it's sad, but it's also very true. But the good news is, is you share with us as you find a new best friend, or you find a new bunch of best friends, because your circle just changes. 
Absolutely. Now, and for the better. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Now, now here's the thing, and I, and I want to throw this in here, too, before we get on to the rest of what you have to share, because you have a ton that we still need to go through. We do have plenty of time, is I tell people on social media all the time, don't use words to describe other people that end in I-S-T, because all you do is you put yourself down by assigning values of a person's humanity to somebody else based on your perception of what you believe is right. And everything that you have described in your last statement and a lot of what I covered and what I just shared uh, lead to us being called elitists. I've had people to my face say, oh, you're such an elitist because you only hang out with other entrepreneurs and you only hang out with people that you feel are on your level of success. Well, why don't you start showing concern for other people, which is not how I approach things at all. Um, what would you say to somebody who finds himself on the receiving end of that type of barrage because they are selective about their circle of influence? Well, this is really close to home for me. I would tell them exactly what, what – I'm just going to put it bluntly. Go ahead. It's not your issue. And I don't say that to sound cold, but it's something that we can expect on our journey as a business owner. And we have to guard our circle, which I know gets a little bit, you know, cliche, but we have to be mindful and guard who we're hanging out with right. so that we can continue to blossom and bloom and do all these awesome things that we're really destined to do and want to do. So, I've been called an elitist several times, right. and so I would say it's not, your, it's not your issue. People have to come to terms with why you've either outgrown them or why they haven't leveled up and wanted to grow with you. Yeah, thank you for saying that. It's, it's, not, it's not a matter of anything along those lines. I don't think I'm in any way better than anybody else. It's just I, also, I understand that I have a finite amount of social energy to give and to receive, and I want to make sure that that's um, in a place where I'm going to gain and get the most support. I have friends that I don't see very often, and the reason that I don't really see them very often is because they either don't understand entrepreneurship and refuse to try and do so, or they ask me a lot of questions about it in a way that's actually kind of denigrating because they're trying to, quote-unquote, drag me back down to earth or whatever is going on in their mind, or they're just, ne or they're just negative all the time. I don't need mm -hmm. negativity. I mean, I, have a, I deal with enough um, incidental negativity just getting through the day of uh, problems that come up. I don't need uh, to hear about how life sucks and how I can't, so I can't stand it. I, I, I have to go back to work tomorrow, and, uh, and, and, and isn't that so hard? I, I don't want to hear that. I, I just don't even want to think about it. Uh, and, I, and, and if somebody, that's their lead for how they interact, then I have to limit my day-to-day -day interactions with them. Does that make them any less my friend? No. Does that mean that I won't help them if they need help? No. Uh, but it just simply means I can't have that energy interfering with my field. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to share something really quickly. I always say I'm not antisocial or think I'm better than others. I'm just very selective. And right. Like you just said, it doesn't mean that you won't help someone or think you're better. It's just let's be realistic. We are responsible for who we hang out with and what we do with our time, and we're responsible for, for making sure that we stay on our path. Yes. We aren't babysitting here. People are adults. We all have choices. 
Right, right. Now, another thing that I have uh, found to do, and this has especially been helpful to me in purely social situations and uh, also in family situations where I may encounter that just lack of understanding and people wanting to ask me questions, hoping to get a get a punchline out of what I do is or I just, you know, I might not just want to think about business right now. Believe it or not, it is possible for an entrepreneur to just want to not think about business, not have to worry about all that stuff and have 20 questions about it. So a common thing that I'll do when I find myself getting the 20 questions thing, and I've, and I found that if you, that if you push back on it, then they say, well, why are you being so mean? I just want to get to know more about you. So my response to that is very simple is, you know, without, you know, without any judgment or, you know, in a very friendly level tone, I, I just say, I just say, listen, is, is this something that you're really serious about and you'd like to learn more about this? And because if so, then why don't we set up a time maybe this week coming up, let's, you know, get on the phone or something and I'll be happy to answer all your questions and we can talk about this in a way where we can both truly and deeply focus in right now. I just, don't want to think about it. I, I, I deal with this business enough. I just don't want to think about it right now. I just want to, I just want to hang out. Now, if they're serious about it, then they'll say, oh, cool. So when do you want to do, when do you want to have the conversation? And, and that's happened a few times. I even got a client that way once, which was great. Um, and, uh, and in another case, it, or otherwise, they may just go back to, well, why do you have to be so official and formal? I'm just trying to get to know you better. It's like, well, then that's how you get to know me. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the, entrepreneur, the entrepreneurial struggle is real. And the reason why we're taking a few minutes on this seemingly to some negative segue is I just want to illustrate, as we often do on the Business Creators Radio Show, just extemporaneously through anecdotes, the challenges and the subtle messaging and energy that sometimes gets in the way of our business creators as they strive to win at the game of business and marketing. So I just wanted to point out and work with you to point out to our listeners a few things that are happening to us very frequently that are gnawing at us more than we may realize until we take the moment to step back and think about it. It's those little things that happen socially. It's those perceptions. It's those comments. And uh, and what's worst of all to me is uh, the people who will call you names, but they'll say it lovingly because they want you to see what's going on in your life and make sure you make the right decisions and remember where you came from and all that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, it's interesting. I love that you're able to talk about this because a lot of people shy away from it. And again, it's not to be negative per se. It's This is stuff that is real. You are right. And I think when we really look at it, I have a I can't remember who wrote the quote, but it says, you know, they ignore you now, but once you make it, they'll tell everyone how you got to know how they met you or how they knew you. Um, I can't remember the quote exactly either, but you're 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 pretty much right. the the idea The idea is is that uh, today people are criticizing you, or you know, you know, before you become successful, people will criticize you and question you. Once you become successful, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna want to know how you or they're gonna say that they knew you way back when. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a simpler way of putting that is success has many fathers. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. There's there's yeah. There's also um, there's also one. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna butcher this one too because I don't have it right in front of me, but I'll remember it the minute after we finish the interview, uh, which is um, which is that um, uh, average people call me crazy smart people call me for advice 
Yes, I think that's bang on. Yeah, I think you got it, Adam. Yeah, yeah. Or which I, or to which I might say, in parallel, um, average people call me weird. Smart people call me for advice. Yes. Right. So let's uh, get into reclaiming success. Um, now that we've kind of uh, taken the sledgehammer, we've chipped away at some of what's going on and why we may find ourselves falling into that plateau. We're sort of backsliding some of the energy that's reaching up to us and kind of just like trying to drag us back down the hill. Let's talk about reclaiming success. So first of all, let's define our terms. What does it mean to reclaim success? Well, what it means to reclaim success is to get self-aware. I really believe in self-awareness is, is key. Um, to figure out where you are and why you might be feeling like either A, you're not where you want to be, or B, you might feel like you're floundering or frustrated, like, you know, what's going on? I'm doing everything right. How come, you know, my success is leveling off, if that's, you know, how people think of it. So reclaiming success is you get aware, you look at what's going on, and then you look at where you want to be and what needs to happen to get there, all while doing so, sticking to your version of success, not what society or family or friends or anyone who's close to you, society in general, but anyone who's close to you might dictate a success, but what it really means to you. And then you reclaim it, you reframe it, and you get to work. Right. Uh, so what do you mean by somebody else's definition of success? What I mean by that is I know for myself, you know, um, it was common knowledge that I would, you know, finish high school, go to college, and then go to university, and then get a really great corporate job, and then I'd get married and have kids. Like, that was what success was. Right. And for me, and I mean, I, I've done all that, but for me, when I really actually looked at what I wanted and reclaiming success, for myself and when I work with other co clients and other colleagues, it's getting clear on what it means to us, what we want our lives to look like. What do we want to be doing? What kind of money do we want to make? Do we want to travel? Do we want to live, you know, around the world and, and have no real mortgage to pay or whatever it is? And when it comes to business, it's looking at what does business success mean to us? Because I know for me, it wasn't the nine to five that I thought it would be. Right. So really just getting clear and owning what a successful life means to you at every step of, at every step of the journey. Because I know for me, I don't know if you can relate to this, Adam, but when I first started my business, I thought, you know, I'll do this, this, and this, and I'll feel really successful. I'll impact lives and I'll, you know, make good money. But then when I did that stuff, I had to think again, okay, now what do I want to do? You know, right. each level that I've hit, I've had to reclaim what success means to me. Right, right, right. Uh, have you ever found that, especially as an entrepreneur, like once you've made that transition from having the J-O-B to being an entrepreneur, that you find that others are attempting to define for you what it means to be successful as an entrepreneur? Like, so if you're not doing X in your business, you might as well just fold it up and go back and get a job. Yeah, I see that all the time. Right. All the time. Right. One of the key things of how I run my business and in the work that I do with clients is I always tell people I don't believe in cookie cutter. I don't believe a one-size-fits-all for any business. I think that we have to evaluate what our, you know, what's our objective, where do we want to be, and then we have to determine for ourselves how to get there. And, yeah, I, I, totally, I totally agree with you. So many people are like, well, if you're an entrepreneur, you need to do it this way. Or right. if you want to be – a seven-figure-making entrepreneur, you have to run your business like this, or, or whatever it is, you know? 
And I, I don't buy into that. Well, hallelujah for that. Uh, I'm thinking of <laughs> another friend of mine who uh, you know, was in a mastermind group. And this person, uh, I'm not even going to identify their gender because I want to keep this truly anonymous, is uh, they feel themselves as being a heart-centered coach, which means they want to work with a select group of elite clients and they want to coach and consult with them through their business challenges and their mindset challenges and help them become much more successful. So they take their model for how they want to grow their business to their mastermind group and immediately there, there comes in a barrage of flack and it's basically all that cliche stuff, which is, oh, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't be coaching people. What you need to do is you need to find three people, charge them $100,000 a piece, and those are the only three people you coach. And then you build a team of coaches around you to handle everybody else. And uh, the person, upon hearing this advice, uh, basically felt themselves at at the point of needing to hang up on the call and actually thinking about dropping all that mastermind because of how bad that made them feel. Yeah, I because guess so. that That's was, horrible. Because that was completely the opposite of what they envisioned for success in their business. Their idea of success was it was definitely a six-figure business. And when I ran the numbers myself after I looked at their model, it was comfortably a six-figure business. Like, wow, I mean, uh, off this small amount of clients, you're getting this type of money and you're doing this level of work. This is pretty much a dream business. But when it was presented to uh, people with a certain level of thinking, it was a bad model because, oh, you don't have a team and you're working with too many people. And how is that causing you freedom? Well, you know, there's freedom in doing what you're passionate about. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one of my big challenges, and this is part of the reason why this topic is so personal to me, Christy, and for our listeners who've heard me say stuff about this on some of our other recent episodes, is during the year 2015, uh, I found myself developing a business that by the end of 2015, I decided I just didn't want. Hmm. And, you know, the thing was, my, my numbers were going up. Uh, it was the best year we ever had. We were getting a lot of great new accounts. We were doing a lot of great things with great clients, all of whom are awesome people. But the toll was taking on me mentally. I just didn't want it. It's yeah. like it's like it's like if if this is if this is what if this is what it's about, uh, I don't think so. And 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 to the person who would say, but but Adam, do you think that maybe you were three feet from gold? Like I felt like I was three feet today and four feet tomorrow. I think I would rather be five inches from it. You know. Yeah. I mean, because I, I, think... I feel like here is I feel like I'm chiseling, but the wall gets thicker. Yeah, and I think a lot of people listening. Good thing you shared that. A lot of people listening can relate to that because we can we can build, you know, six-figure, seven-figure, whatever it is for us type of business, but if we're not content and we're not feeling satisfied running them, right. then what's the point? Yeah, that, that's, that's, what it, that's what it came down to. I mean, I did what my coach said I should do, and I have a, I have a great coach. I mean, I'm hoping to keep this coach forever. He's absolutely awesome. Um, uh, but what it really came down to is I was in a – I'll disclose. I'll disclose a little bit more. Actually, um, I was, uh, you know, in one of our monthly mastermind meetings. We have a couple of uh, telephone meetings a month with the entire mastermind, and I presented my plan for what I was going to do with my business, help my website sell dot com in 2016. And I'm looking to edge this thing more towards it being a coaching consulting thing rather than a service business. And with all the advice I got back, it's it, it's just like. 
all the advice I got was, well, no, you need to hire more team members and do more services. And then, he, you know, I just, I said, you know, I got to break the quorum here, but I have to ask, why is it that all you people get to be coaches and consultants and I have to be a service provider? Do I exist just to serve you? Wow. Now, for a teaching point, for everybody listening today, uh, my, my brilliant, loving, awesome coach asked me a question. And if you find yourself in this conundrum right now, and I bring this up because this is, really has a lot to do with reclaiming success, is he asked me this question, and he, he challenged me to go find the answer to it, which, of course, I had the answer to. I just had never been asked a question this way before, is if you want to be a coach and you want to be a consultant, what have you done to earn that? So if you Great are looking question. to reclaim your success, if you're looking to reclaim your success, and I want to get your thoughts on this, Christy, and you're looking to move to that next level in your business where you don't have to work so hard or you want to serve a higher level type of client or just a different level client or you want to just do something else, simple question to ask is, what have you done to earn that? Once you can answer Ooh. that question, you can market it. Yeah, I like that. That's brilliant. Hmm. Sometimes we get pretty deep here on this on this show. I mean, I'm uh, I'm really not interested in much of a cookie cutter approach here either. Some of our listeners have commented to me that uh, my style is sometimes a little bit unpolished, and I say, well, will the table will the table hold things any less if it doesn't have a fresh coat of polish on it? <laughs> right, and it's your show. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so my thought is, if you're looking to reclaim that success, first of all, is understanding what you're claiming, or that's one of the one of the main ingredients, at least from my perspective. So, I mean, what advice do you have for our business creators, both our online business creators and our offline business creators, who are looking to reclaim their success? And maybe that means going in a different direction. Maybe it means getting their passion back or finding a new passion. What would you tell them? Well, usually when I do keynotes and stuff on this, I use my prime time success principles. But for the point of, you know, sake of time today, really just getting that clarity around if they're kind of uh, not struggling but feeling out of alignment or just not feeling the mojo, they don't want to get up and go to work like they used to, really get clear on what do they like about what they're doing versus what do they not want to be doing. And why I say that is because you're not going to be happy. Right if you're not happy with the business. And for me, part of being an entrepreneur, I mean, it's been in my blood. I can't, I can't fight it. But part of it for me is not just having the freedom, but it's choice. Me choosing what I do with my time. Right. So get clear on what you like about what you're doing and what you don't like about what you're doing. And if there's really nothing that you, that you like right now, then get you know, aware of what do you want to do. Test the waters a little bit. Hire a coach. I don't know. Talk with some a trusted associates that, you know, might relate. We've all, at some point, most of us, I would say, have been in a position where we thought we would be really satisfied with the success when we got it, and then we get it, and we either don't feel like we can sustain it or don't really want it anymore, and that's okay. I think if we normalize it and say that is okay, it's part of the experience for some people. Yeah. It's not such a taboo subject. Yeah, the reason I put myself out there is because I speak for others who may not be at the point yet where they can claim this for themselves, so I'm building a, a safe space for everybody to do that, is I got to a point at the end of 2015 where I looked at where my business is going, and I said, I absolutely hate this. 
I can't stand this. I wish this didn't mm-hmm. exist. Wow. And how? And how? And then what did you do? I I launched the Business Creators Institute the way it was supposed to be launched three years ago. So I actually just went back to an original plan that got sidetracked while I found myself again looking to fulfill a model that had been created by somebody else. And this time, what I'm doing is I'm just doing it the way I want to do it. Uh, I'll attract clients this way, just like I'll attract clients the other way. And so far, it's going great. I'm a lot happier. I have an even greater appreciation for what we're doing here. I feel like I'm beginning to make a much greater impact on the world. And I just remind myself every day that uh, one of the most powerful words in entrepreneurship is the word no. Uh, The more you say no, the more successful you are. And every time you say no, you create somebody else's yes. That... And, we're gonna, and, we're and, tweet that. And, 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 and here's the thing, and I'll, and I'll tell another story. I know this seems like uh, almost like the Adam storytelling hour, but uh, I told you this would get out a passionate reaction in me. Uh, a year ago, we had somebody referred to us um, by somebody by by uh, one of our partners in business, uh, you know, like like a like a prospective client. And I'm right. not going to get into too many of the details, but let's just say that the person. Um, was a complete jerk to my assistant and didn't show up for their appointed scheduled appointment and tried to blame me for it. And beyond that, then sent this really supposedly nasty email to me in which they copied like the person who referred them to me and like five other people whose names I didn't know. And it included a phrase that said, you know, I do have money here and I'm going to do business with somebody. Uh, Based on the impression I have with you, I guess that's too bad for you that I won't be giving you the money, but somebody's going to help me. And I'm thinking, good, good. Somebody out out there is going to put up with your crap. That's awesome. I hope you're successful. In fact, if you want to come back to me later and say I told you so, I'll applaud you, but you don't fit here. I, I mean, I didn't even respond to it. I deleted it. But you dodged a bullet, right? Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I, I definitely dodged a bullet. And I, and I and this is another story I tell. So when somebody comes to you and says, "Well, hey, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a paying customer, and if you don't want my money, uh, somebody else will be glad to take it." I say, "Good, because I believe there's enough for everybody, and there's somebody out there who's going to be so awesome, who's going to do such a great job for you, who you're going to love working with so much that you're going to look back to what I'm telling you right now, and you're going to thank me." Yes, that's a fantastic reply. <laughs> yes, yes, and I and I picked up business that way too because there have been other cases where somebody didn't want to do business with somebody, but there I was just waiting, and it was a great mm-hmm. fit, and we went forward. We got some great results. Yeah, and you can tell just by talking with you. I, I mean, I love a passionate entrepreneur, passionate business owner who doesn't, but you can tell that you're you are happy and that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing right now. It's coming through just in this uh, conversation that we're having. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm putting myself up as an example of somebody who's going I, – I mean, gone through is something I would say, but the reality is I'm still going through it. And I think, I think in many cases we never really stop going through it, that process of reclaiming success. I found myself with a business model that was working better than it ever had before, but I absolutely hated what I had to go through to maintain that. I mean, it was to the point where I fantasized about it not being there. Yeah, that's some powerful stuff. Yeah. It's time to move forward, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, so, it, so I had that moment of breakdown on my mastermind call. My brilliant, awesome coach asked me that question, which is, if you want to be a coach and you want to be a consultant, answer for me and answer for yourself, 
What have you done to earn that? Well, heck, that hell, I figured that out over a cigar. I mean, that wasn't hard. <laughs> and so, and so, now, and so, and now, and now, and, and not only just figure it out, but write it down, make bullet points, refer back to it often, edit it, think about it, dream upon it, brainstorm about it, uh, talk out loud to yourself about it, whatever you have to do, and make that so much a part of you that when you have that prospect in front of you, you know what you've done to earn having that prospect in front of you, and you're able to show them how you're going to make their business just so awesome and help them win at the game of business and marketing. That's it's phenomenal because when we're confident in ourselves and we know that we're doing what we should be doing and want to be doing, we impact our clients on such a higher, more optimal level, don't we? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Now, um, all of our listeners of the Business Creators Radio Show, many of whom have been guests on our show, know that our guest experts pre-submit the questions they want me to ask them. And in some cases, we just go by the questions, and in other cases like this interview, we kind of wander around, but eventually we get them all out. So you gave me one more question that I'm supposed to ask you, and I think the answer to it is, duh. So I'm really asking this to you because I want you to give me examples for our listeners so they have something to follow, and I want you to give me the why. Uh, do you think every business owner should be marketing a particular way? No. Right, exactly. That's the law, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my powerful no. Um, I'll tell you why. So I'll use a, a, a really anonymous example of a client that I started to work with um, later, mid-2015. had had success with the coach she'd been working with and got frustrated because, let's face it, we invest a lot of money in our mentors and our coaches and our masterminds, right? That's part of it. And um, we got on a chemistry call, talked with her, and I said to her, you know, do you love what you're doing? And she had said, well, I no, not really. I said, okay, so there's our problem. I said, you're being told how to market yourself and sell yourself, and if you just do these Facebook ads, you'll have all the customers that you need, but you don't want to do it. And you don't even agree with the marketing. It's not even in accordance with your ethical standards. So, you know, we've got a big problem. So that's, that's one really brief example. I think, I think just to dive a little deeper, it's we've got to ask ourselves, the people that are marketing gurus or that are the best teachers out there, you know, have done their work, that's awesome. But if, it's, if we're being told to market in a way that's not in alignment with who we are, not only as a business owner but as a person and our core belief system or in what we want to do, then don't do it because it won't work for our business, right? We have to show up. I said this earlier in our interview. We have to show up as ourselves 100% of the time. And I know for me, I've had a few different coaches tell me, well, you've got to market like this and you'll, you'll build your business. I have genuine conversations with people and let them know what I do and how I can help them, and that's worked really effectively for me. So I don't think there's a marketing box that we all are supposed to fit in. I think we need to be self-aware and only follow the leader if it feels right. Does that make sense? Oh, uh, oh, yeah, sorry about that. We had a momentary glitch there. Uh, not only does that make sense, that makes dollars and cents. Yeah, so that's my big powerful no. I don't think everybody should market the same way. And really, I, I believe in originality. I believe yeah. that we have to market and brand ourselves in a way that's congruent to who we are in, in our business goals, mission, objectives. And I would also say our personalities. Yeah, let's leverage who we are, right? Right. Uh I mean, sometimes 
I can be edgy and sometimes I can be pretty blunt. Uh, and the thing is, I'm in my zone and I do my best work when I'm there. I totally agree. But when I try and be too, uh, you know, how shall we say, um, uh, correct, you know, uh, I find <laughs> myself in a place where I really just feel out of integrity. When I feel out of integrity, then I don't see myself as being in a zone where I can really deliver the best I've got. Some people yeah, love I it. Think... Some people hate it. And as I say, for every no, there's somebody else's yes. That's right. And I was just going to say, I think, you know, when it boils down to it, we've got to just do what we need to do to be successful in business. And that's what reclaiming it is all about. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a piece of this is looking at, you know, who you really are as a person and reclaiming that. If it feels like your messaging and your marketing and your way of doing things is become this unnatural thing because somebody told you you're supposed to do it this way uh, and that makes you feel disempowered, then you're going to have to reclaim your success. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, like here, like here's, like here's, an, here's, here's another one. Um, some of the advice we're given when we uh, get attacked or somebody sends us a nasty email or something like that, especially somebody unsolicited you don't even know, is the high road is to say, well, you know, thank you so much for contributing, and I'm so glad that uh, you care enough to take a moment and share your honest and candid thoughts with me. I just want you to know that I appreciate you. <laughs> not a okay, chance. That's not that's not me. Um, I have an example for this one too. Uh, we, I, I, you know, we do a lot of LinkedIn re- outreach because I do a lot of stuff on LinkedIn, and uh, we and I and I had a connection, and uh, I asked this person about the possibility that uh, they may want to come on. I was going to invite them to do a guest presentation for my list, and right. I got this message back from them saying, you know, I looked at your website, and the moment I looked at it, um, I was bombarded with pop-ups so no i'm not going to be showing you to my community because i because i'm not going to have that message in front of my people like and i wrote back bombarded with pop-ups why because i have a light box well (laughs) and i said and i don't remember the exact words i have i actually printed this out somewhere but i don't have it right in front of me um i said well you know the good news for you is is that i I'm not going to be putting you in front of my community either because I don't want anybody with your tone and your attitude causing disruption in my market. I love it. I, that's that's respectful. Like, like, I respect people like that. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's how that's how you want to be. You know, fine. Uh, I don't I don't have to I don't have to thank anybody for anything because you know what I do. Uh, if I see somebody who's uh, doing a form of marketing and you know, I think to myself, oh, 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 they're making a big mistake. Uh, oh, I just want to reach out and help them. I look at it this way. Are they paying me? No. Focus, right. on, focus on the people who are paying me. In fact, uh, in fact, one of my very common things, especially when somebody tries to say something to me publicly, I'll, I'll say something to the effect of, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, I have been really busy around here, so maybe I just totally lost track. And forgive me if, if I missed something here, but did I pay you a whole bunch of money for a consulting fee that would indicate I have any interest in your opinion? <laughs> oh, snap. And what, I'm sure that doesn't get a good response. I'm sure it's kind of a, huh? <laughs> you, usually, usually they delete everything, so whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but that's my integrity. I'm not one for trying to win people over. You want to come out of the blue and attack me unprovoked, I'm going to hit back to hell with you. That's right. That's, that's all that's part of this you too, know why, right? You know why? Because I take good care of the people who take good care of me. I take expert care of my clients. I get 
personally involved in the success of my clients to the point where their success becomes my success and vice versa. I get my heart into it. I get, I really care. I want to see all my clients succeed. I don't have time to, to, you know, to play piddle paddle with, with uh, people who are not going to ever give me money anyway. Cause as I see it, my clients are giving me money. They deserve my best. Absolutely. They do. And they get it. Right. Right. So that so this is this is part of my evolution towards reclaiming my success is reclaiming my integrity and that's that's just the way it is. A few people may be listening to this right now, and I imagine there are a couple of different reactions. Some are maybe saying, "Wow, that Adam, he's he's such a jerk. I'm just going to tune out now." And I say, "Sorry, uh, there's other podcasts out there that I'm sure will be a message that are more tuned to you, and I encourage you to subscribe to them. And I hope that what you learn on those podcasts transforms your business and you make." $20 million. In fact, I'll buy you a drink when you get there. Um, and yeah. the workers, but, but I'm focused on the ones who are saying, right on, man. Thanks for saying it. Yeah. Because I, I know I'm not alone from all the private conversations I'm having with people all day long, successful people all day long. That's right. And you're not alone, right? No. And I think, you know, one of the last things I just want to say is we – we don't have to prove ourselves to anyone, right? I always say that we're our own competition. So if we just stay in our lane and if we feel like someone's doing something that, that we don't agree with and they're not paying us, I love what you said, you know, because opinions don't pay our bills, right? Right. We don't have to let it upset us. We can just keep going. Right, right. Like, like, if, I, like if I see something um... – yeah, and, and this is something we see a lot, especially since right now we're in a in a presidential election campaign season here down here in the states, which tends to bring out the worst in people. And I see folks who do nothing but post political negativity or post things like, you know, if you support such and such candidate, just unfriend me now because we have nothing in common. And you know, and I want to I want to say to them, you do realize that uh, this election will be over soon, and in a year from now we will have a new president, no matter what. But the thing is, the people you're pissing off and alienating today will still be pissed off and alienated from you a year from now. So yeah, if, they won't be over it. <laughs> so if you don't like that candidate, just don't talk about them. Don't, yeah, keep it to yourself, right? Yeah, whatever. Like, whatever. The, the advice I give people, if you want to be politically involved in social media, I'm not going to be one of those ones that says, don't do it. But what I will say is, if, it, if, if it's something that's passionate to you that you can't find yourself not doing it, don't attack any candidate and don't attack somebody for supporting another candidate or say, you know, if you support such and such, can you please listen to me? Because I really want you to think about something. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Because all yeah. you're doing is attacking people. What you do is you find the candidate or you find the cause you are passionate about and you put out there the best possible case you can make for it and be an example for others who agree with you. Yeah, and when you, when you do that, the people who agree with you will cheer you on, and the people who disagree with you will do so in a respectful manner. Or they'll just, and or, be aware or, of how you're posting, yeah. right? Yeah, or they'll just leave it alone and say, okay, well, they like such and such a person. I don't, but that's cool, but I believe in their, but I believe in their opinion, so I have nothing to say on this. Good for them. We'll see what happens. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And be aware of what you're saying and who you're targeting in your post. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Uh, there is, there is that too. I gotta, I, I gotta tell you. And uh, you know, uh, 
another piece of advice I give people, and this also uh, you know falls under reclaiming success, I believe, because it's about integrity, is uh, when somebody posts an opinion on their social media platform, regardless of what it's about, it could be about business, right? Just whatever it is. That doesn't necessarily mean that they want to debate over it. Amen. Just because you disagree doesn't mean you have to jump in and say, you know, I disagree with this. Maybe what they're doing is they're stating an opinion because they just want people to know that that's part of who they are. It's not an item for debate or, hey, is this okay with you? Yeah, it's just their statement, right? Right. So if you find yourself making a mistake like that, like let's say you comment on something and you find out, you know, your comment really wasn't welcome. You know, there's a real easy thing you can do is just walk away from it. Yes. Oh, yeah. All you have to, all you have to do is say something. Well, you know, you, you, you just say something like, and, you know, put it with a smiley face. Is, you know, and, and the good thing is, is that uh, we're a big enough country that there's room for every approach. And uh, this is what's working for me. And I sincerely hope that that's working for you. And that's it. That's it. Oh, I hope it becomes that simple, Adam. I totally agree with you, though. <laughs> yeah, but again, this is more that gets in the way of us and why we need to reclaim our success is because the pressure we get to conform to a certain model takes us out of integrity. And then we have to reach back and we have to reclaim our success. And sometimes there is an element of anger and kick-ass to it, but that maybe that's what there is. Yeah, it's got to keep it real. Yeah, but think about how much powerful you are, how much more powerful you are. See what I mean? I can't even get my grammar right. See how much more power you have when you feel you are acting within your integrity and you're doing so in a way that shows maximum respect toward others. Yeah, and I think that's the best way to do business, right? Integrity first. Yep. Uh, you want to talk? You want to talk about sayings and cliches? Um, I uh, I met a person a year ago and uh, and they have a very simple philosophy on disrespect. And it's very simple. I don't give it and I don't take it. Ooh, that's catchy. I that, like that. That that's the whole phrase. Disrespect. I don't give it, I don't take it. Hmm, I'm gonna use that one. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh we have just a few minutes left here, and I just want to ask, uh, you know, let's say that somebody is in a situation right now where they realize that they feel out of integrity, like they're messaging, they feel like they're being suppressed or censored, or like they can't say what they really feel, or maybe they're in the middle of a business model they just truly hate, and it's dragging them down, they wish they didn't have it, or they find that they are getting less successful and they've hit a plateau and they're even starting to slide down the cliff. If you find yourself in that situation, and today is the day that you recognize that this is the last day of the way things used to be, but today is the day that you're actually fired up enough about to do something about it, what is the first thing you should do? I think the first thing that they they should do is own it, you know, really unapologetically own that you're ready for change, and then make a choice. I like that. And, and again, sometimes the answers are very simple. I mean, we don't need uh, $20,000 in extensive scientific studies to own that and make a choice. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then take action, right? I'm all about taking action, too. So. Right. Absolutely. So uh, we are near the top of the hour here. And first of all, um, Christy, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, this has been 
fantastic. And for those of our listeners that are on the edge of their seat, uh, wanting to gain more, uh, how do you serve our business creators, and how can people get a hold of you? Well, uh, my website, primetimecs.com, is the best way, or any social media. I'm at Christy Primer. But I think if they're on the edge and they're ready and they're fired up and they're ignited, they're ready for change, just do it. And I'm not copying Nike. I'm saying be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. Figure out what you want to be doing and take action. Even if it's a minute action, a small little step, take it because you've got to walk in the right direction. It's okay to say I'm I'm not comfortable with what I'm doing anymore or you know, and unapologetically, I mentioned that earlier, but not feel guilty about it. Your version of success is yours, so own it. Right. That is very, very correct. And as I like to say in closing, is that the life you're living right now is not a dress rehearsal. It's not a practice. It is the life you're living. This is your one chance to do it. So you might as well do it big, and you might as well do it in a way that is within your integrity and within your brilliance and your passion. Uh, Because even if you believe in reincarnation, you're not going to get to do this life again. You're going to come back as something else entirely. And if you don't believe me, tell me what you were in your past life. That's my response to that. So uh, once again, uh, Christy Primer, thank you so much. It's been an honor, an education, and uh, certainly this has gotten me fired up to go do something today. Thank you, Adam. I've really enjoyed talking with you. And I hope our listeners have the same uh, impression as well, because our hope here today was to inspire you to stand up and own your integrity, your brilliance, and your passion. Again, this is Adam Homie, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please tune in. Catch up with our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also check us out on iTunes, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. 